my cue to get in there praise God greetings in the name of the most high creator of all things everything everyone free will which can be abused so ironic when uh, Harari talks about there is no free will and yet he's in saying so He's exercising free will in his speech. Did anyone ever catch that irony? You like irony? Well, it, it, it goes something like this. You know, if I don't have free will, then I'm going to be speaking the party line, whatever that is. Say if it's uh, God created, it'd be. All my speech would be God created, God created, God created. It would be God created this, God created that. It would be all in line 
with truth because that's what made me. But if I have free will, I can blaspheme that truth. And the only way I could blaspheme it, like uh, Schwab and Harari and, and, and Gates and, the, you know, the, the gang, the only way that I could uh, do that blasphemy and live that blasphemy and try to create that kind of tyranny and blasphemy and hurt, hurting other people and getting away with it would be if I had free will. And if I had free will to amass, you know, more money than anyone else on the planet so that I could have that power. So that I could, you know, use the power. And these dictators, you know, they always use the same thing. You know, it's funny. They always use the, the new technology, the new power, the fourth industrial revolution, the fourth turning, uh, the new slate, the great reset. It's always to hurt people. Now, I am completely vindicated. I've, you know, I, it's hard for me to imagine the people that have rejected things I've said, you know, like what I just said. It's hard to imagine because they can't debate me on it. They can't debate that because we get into deep philosophy. We get into, you know, free will and the, and the, and the beautiful irony, the, the incredible, delicious irony that the worlders miss because of stupidity, mostly, I guess. Uh, diseducation, mind control, whatever. But what they miss, and what is so extraordinary to me, is when they're exercising free will, they say there is no free will. That's uh, that's Harari right there. That's why I told you the guy was, you know, uh, numb nuts, he's dumb. You know, he's 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 a perfect thing that universities turn out. That's what the universities turn out, dumb people that do dumb things. And mainly, whenever they get power, they use it to hurt people. That's the whole point of university education, to do harm to others, to unbuild, to tear down, to destroy. But I understand that people can't see that. And so they go on blindly trying to blame. Now it's blame the MAGA movement. The MAGA movement's mainly middle-class people who work and pay taxes and don't have time to, to screw around with you know rioting or burning things down or breaking windows or any of it. And it's, but you see, they're not going to stop because they want these people gone. Okay, they want these people gone. So. What the powers that be, the media, you know, the newspaper, everything, you know, the, 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 uh, I don't even know if you call it globalism anymore, or even communism. I wouldn't, I would just call it, uh, tyranny and, and, uh, totalitarians. What they want at this point is, to, is to, like what they wanted in Nazi Germany. It's a direct parallel. They are the Nazi. It is the same thing. I've been telling you that for a long time that, uh, in the secret societies is what gave birth to the Nazis is the same secret society that gives birth to Klaus Schwab. It's identical. He's simply taken his father's work and taken it to the next level, same with Soros. They're all in the same club. There's a number of Republicans in that club, too, though. You, you might not even understand that, like cars like Karl Rove, the Bush family, um, Romney, certainly. Uh, in terms of Karl Rove, we had heard about the parties, you know, dressing up as Nazi, you know, as Nazis in Nazi uniforms and then hanging out, you know, that's their idea of fun. 
And that was a, a known thing. And as I said, the evidence that if you want to be anyone in that group, that you have to speak German. And people laugh at oh, ha, 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 ha. It's, it's like a trivial thing. It's not so trivial. People that never got educated in English, you know, speaking fluent German, but their, their main language is English. But it's a, um, it's a hallmark in addition to getting, you know, a finger cut off and, uh, you know, it's a crime cartel. Understand? It's first and foremost, the Nazis were a cr criminal cartel, you know, um, drunk on power, but really drunk on the occult. And the occult was the way they were going to ascend. But first, they were tasked by their demons to create the Superman. In other words, to go back to hybridization, which they've all done. They've just kind of kept it under wraps. You know, and people do talk about that. They could very easily get killed if they said, well, down here on this street corner, there's this and this. And underground over here, there's this, this, and this. Over there, they've got all kinds of like pig, human slash pigs and all kinds of things running around that have, you know, semi-consciousness and, you know, robots and hybrids and, you know, they're experimenting on the super being, the super soldiers and the whole bit. And, and, and it's all raging on at a million miles an hour with the idea of leaving the people here, the dumb, stupid middle class, either dead or just diseased and dead and hurting and suffering while they go up. It's very important. To cause suffering, number one. It has nothing to do with the advancement of the human race. It has nothing to do with the advancement of technology. It has to do, number one, and number to number Z, with suffering. To cause human to suffer is Bill Gates's motto. That's his life. George Bush's life, the Bush family's life. You can add McCain into that. You can add, you know who they are. Uh, um, on the, on the, you know, Democrats and Republicans. Those are Republicans, but on the Democrat side, you've got, uh, you know, certainly guys like John Kerry, and you've got, uh, um, I, I, you know, Obama and, and company, and uh, the rest of them. Uh, you know, the Susan Rice's and all that. Although they're, they usually take their orders from the Chinese. The Chinese have a big hand in it, um, but the Chinese don't really, the Chinese are not the head of it. It's funny, they're, they, they're barking the orders right now, but they're not really the, 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 the royalty that, uh, you know, the, the occultic royalty, I suppose, that uh, these other families occupy. And um, so, as we have Biden out there giving the... Um, um, you know, giving, I guess we could call it the, uh, you know, the abomination of desolation. Um, we have to understand it's a mimic of the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, which I'm going to read a little uh, excerpt here of uh, an article on it. It referred to the, the, the uh, Daniel referred to the abomination of desolation three times, um, 927, 1131, and 1211. Usually, virtually every Bible scholar, no matter what his views on eschatology, identifies that the abomination as the sacrilege committed by Antiochus IV. 
the Syrian king who ruled Palestine from 175 to 165 BC, as a surrogate of the Greek Empire. He took to himself the title uh, Theos Epiphanes, Epiphanes, which means manifest God, but his enemies nicknamed him Epimanes, which means madman or the insane one. Ironically, when he died in 163, he was totally insane. Outraged to the point of madness because of his military defeats by the Jewish rebel Judas Maccabees. The text of Daniel 11, 21 through 35, perfectly describes the rule of Antiochus who gained his throne by intrigue, verse 21, and made numerous excursions into Egypt, verses 24 to 27, uh, in chapter 11, and broke his covenant with Israel, verse 28, and uh, desecrated the temple of Jerusalem in verse 31. So here is the literal abomination of desolation, taking the holy place and desecrating, simply desecrating it is an abomination of desolation. And so what we have here in the United States is the total abomination of desolation, which is is almost reaching cosmic proportions because now you have the entire world having desecrated the holy place of God. In other words, every secret society, every every group that is in rebellion has desecrated the, 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 the holy place in the spirit, spiritually, of God as an initiation point for any kind of power. There has to be an oath, and that oath is to Satan. And that is a blood oath in many cases as well. Um. So the abomination desolation is really what Biden is. Biden is to is has every single thing that makes any kind of sense. Every single thing that is decent, uh, Biden is has turned it over and against. And so we had uh, the case of just you know one of the recent cases of exotic amazing and stupid uh, banishment came from the country singer Jason Aldean, whose wife, who's fairly famous, right, in country music, and his wife made the comment, you know, on her Instagram, which I'd say, if you don't want to be followed, don't do Instagram or Facebook. I look around at Instagram every once in a while, but I realize that it's just used, it's just there to track me, to make conclusions about me, you know, whatever I choose, whatever I look at. So I know, and that's lonely. I understand that. But it's just like that's, you know, the trade-off. If if they start coming door to door, you know, they have a case already made with everywhere you've been. And they go, did you say this on this? Did you do that on that day? Did you go buy a gun? Did you do this? What have you done? And, you know, there's not much more room for conversion to perversion, you know, which um, they would call enlightenment. So they've overturned all logic. When Biden sat there overturning every single document, you know, every single thing, and intentionally creating inflation, 
intentionally creating high gas prices, intentionally hurting the economy, and really he was after middle-class people. The Democratic Party today is the party is the anti-middle class party. That's they're there to do harm and to put the middle class out of business forever and make them dependent on the government. That's the point. So Biden is the about the the main things they care about is the transgender movement, LGBTQ, obviously, and all that goes with it. Um. Cloud and pivot, overwhelming the system, the economic system, so that the government must step in. Uh, complete lockdown, totalitarian, uh, masks, all that stuff, or he wants to bring it back and complete, you know, at gunpoint next time. So it'll be at gunpoint. You're seen driving around, they come up to you with guns, and they, you know, they could just kill you if they, they can get away with it. So the abomination of desolation is now the world. And interestingly enough, the highest amount of vaccinations, which would be considered the, you know, like at least a forerunner of the mark of the beast, if not if not literally the mark of the beast and then some, has gone on in Israel, you know, in the sense of uh, more vaccinations per capita than anywhere else in the world. And of course, you know, with the price being paid of mass deaths and deaths they don't want to count, there's millions of deaths now. And 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 soon as the food supplies get gone and the the heating supplies are gone for Europe, Europeans are now being sacrificed. There may be millions and millions dead from cold. Now Stalin did this, and I thought, oh, how cruel! And you would see like picket fences, you know, neighborhoods with picket fences in Russia, in Moscow suburbs, and so forth, where humans are literally lying in the street, dead from starvation. Picket fences broken, you know, being desecrated. Where you might never think anything would happen. It was, you know, kids, people work, kids go to school, they ride their bikes, you know, neighborhood. Now, the, just like in my book, Lamb, another prophetic uh, kind of work, just like in my book, Lamb, um, well, fiction can be very prophetic. I mean, you know, even people that write movies or create movies and stuff, you can look at the movie roster and it kind of gives you almost like a prophetic inclination of where things are headed. Certainly with sci-fi, that's been the case. All right, Ben. All right, Ben. Yeah, Ben's is here riding shotgun with me. Right next to me, he's like, you know, he's the kind of dog that if you got a pickup truck, he jumps up on the back and, <laughs> and goes with you wherever you go, Right? He's, he's that kind of dog. Strong. He's got a little bit of pit bull on him, I think. Tiny bit, anyway. Very strong dog. Very strong guy. All right, Ben? Huh? And, um... <laughs> he's got to have his little... He's got to have his little intro. But, um... What is it, Ben? Well, you got up a little earlier than usual today. But it was because we had to get this message out. So I look at everything, and people say to me, you know, Zeff, the uh, the whole world is turned upside down. The whole thing. It's not just like, you know, the East Coast or the West. It, it all is. 
And I remember this last week, there was a, a documentary about the, uh, the Hammer family. And I said to Trish, I've said to others, um, it doesn't, you know, the, that documentary that's supposed to talk about his awful sexual proclivities and stuff, it's only going to skyrocket his career. Well, last night, the screen, the film, the Bones and All, a bisexual cannibal tale. Gosh. Of course, the Venice people loved it. Of course, because you know exactly who's there, right? Your friends, your buddies are there. And they gave it an eight and a half minute standing ovation. And that means Army Hammer went from movies that were failing, like the Lone Ranger and things like that, to uh, superstardom. Just like that. And I uh, told you, people, oh, he's going to be ruined. That's like, nope. I felt like telling his sister who brought the documentary. It's a waste of time because all you're doing is giving, really, I guess you're just giving yourself attention because there's really no, no there there. I mean, there were, there was, there was a fam, you know, pain within a family, but there wasn't anything there like, you know, my situation, which was, you know, institutionalization and torture and all that. And then mind control and then coming to a, to write a screenplay that was like representing the truth, but not knowing it at the time. I mean, that's an interesting story. Not a lot. It's not three episodes. It's like one episode, you know. And um, you know, I was very honest about, you know, but I couldn't include everything. And I certainly, you know, with my own family being gone for, well, in my mother's case, it'd be 10 years. And then you've got everybody else a lot more, you know, just... It's not even an ongoing thing. The family's dead. There are no offspring. There are no heirs. Um, there is no money. People, oh, you got money? No, all that money was given away. What the IRS did, given away. Just over the years, you know, it just was frittered away. So, um, yeah, I tell people that. They think, oh, there must be money. You know, I'm like, no, there isn't. Any. You know, it's it's locked up. It's gone. It doesn't. You don't need to kidnap me. Even if you did, no one would pay you a dime. There is nothing. It went from, uh, you know, wealth, I guess, back in the 60s and 70s, and eventually over the 80s and 90s, it went down the toilet. You know, I know because I had to deal with the estate of my mother's death and everything. There's no, there's, there is no, you know, that, that's what people, they just don't understand how that could happen. And it's called decadence. It's decadence, it's, uh, it's ma mismanagement, it's stupidity, it's, um, you know, uh, you, you know, people fritter away money on, you know, boyfriends and cruises and who knows what they do, but if they're not making it, eventually that's going to run out because, you know, unless you're in that club where you don't have to pay taxes, you're not going to last too long. This is what happens to people that win the lottery. So, you know, this is, um, you know, the reality. And, uh, but anyway, there's no one left. So when I did my thing, it's not like there are people that are living that are, 
you know, going to mind. It's, I think it's okay if I explain that my mother is a multiple personality when everybody knew that. And even doctor, even psychiatrists told me that who had analyzed, who had, you know, who had analyzed her. And I, I forget their name now, but it, it's, uh, they were concerned about my father. They felt that she was in some of her personalities killing him. And then he died. <laughs> yeah. And then she married her boyfriend. Who was his caregiver? Hello. Anyway. So the abomination of desolation today is everywhere and everything. And um, so it's not, it's not relegated to, you know, the Greek Empire. It's not really relegated to the Book of Daniel. But it is a truth in Daniel. And I think the most interesting aspect of it, and this is what we have to take away from this uh, little mini study we're doing here. What would you like? Huh? Would you like me to stop talking and talk to you? No teeth now. No teeth. Well, you know that. Huh? <laughs> no teeth. Sorry, guys. The most interesting thing about it, though, is um, the word madness in the text here. And let me let me just reread this. This is kind of like what I, I need. This this flashed at me to compare it to Biden and give it to you in that way. Uh, the enemies nicknamed him Epimanes, which means madman or the insane one. So this would be um, Antiochus the Fourth. And ironically, when he died in 163, he was totally insane. Outraged to the point of madness because of his military defeats by the Jewish rebel uh, Maccabeus. Uh, the text of Daniel uh, perfectly describes the rule of Antiochus, who gained his throne by intrigue. Isn't that interesting? And I always pause at the way that's written in the King James Version. He gained the throne by intrigue. And I always, always understood that as to mean the world order. You know, um, let's use the word deception along with intrigue, okay? Made numerous excursions into Egypt, broke his covenant with Israel, and desecrated the temple in Jerusalem. And that's in verse 31 of Daniel 11. Now, 9 and 11, you know, are crucial chapters, huh? 9-11. And, um, but when I see madman, the whole world felt this was a madman. And I compare that to Adolf Hitler, called a madman. Mao was called a madman by the enemies. Stalin was called a madman. And, you know, Trotsky was, you know, a madman. Karl Marx was a madman. But what they really were, as Saul Alinsky put it, they were really Luciferians, meaning they were in rebellion to the Most High God, which means they were exercising free will. Not given of themselves, but given by the Most High God to them, allowing them to desecrate him and desecrate his name and desecrate his holy place. Because they have free will, they desecrate it daily. 
And now that's not enough. They must go after anyone that they even perceive. This is Salem Witch Trials 101. In the Salem Witch Trials, many witches are mad because they sacrifice mainly lambs, right? Innocent girls, rather than actual witches. <laughs> I'm sure there are a few witches too, but, you know, so what they want to do is... And you heard it today. I mean, this is MSNBC. I mean, that's Bill Gates's network, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's MSNBC, an established news outlet. Today, just today, just a few hours ago, declared war on all Republicans, on all MAGAs, but it also seemed that they're saying all Republicans, saying we are at war uh, with all Republicans not MAGA versus um, rhinos or anything like that, just all Republicans, no, spreading it to anybody that would object, really, and what that boils down to is anybody that would object to um, uh, genital mutilation and or, you know, um, non-heterosexuality versus and that would go the first and foremost of that is pedophilia but also now cannibalism which gosh i didn't think they'd be admitting that thoroughly you know how they torture children and then eventually they sacrifice them uh, in their orgies and such and then then they eat them you know it's a i had snuck some of that in society I didn't tell Brian, the director, that, but I snuck some into society early on. I had cannibalism in there. In other words, eating people that they didn't like or who were a problem. When they get sacrificed, sometimes they wind up on the uh, in the country club, spread out on a table with a, with a line like Thanksgiving. You know, here have a leg of have an eyeball. Um, you know, and at that time it was a, it was meant to be a funny gag. But again, you know, this idea of cannibalism coming back, now we have cannibalism echoing. And you're going to see it now that it's, it's probably one Venice. You're going to see cannibalism everywhere, and Army Hammer will be a big hero, and the documentary will now be trashed. Uh, it's called House of Hammer. It's on Discovery+. Plus. It's three episodes. I watched it. It's, a lot of it is drivel. And boring and but mainly none of it's provable none of it none of it really it, it doesn't say anything ultimately just that you know money and power corrupts <laughs> but, but it doesn't do anything to to the hammer family who I, I briefly knew michael when i was a kid in la and he's the one that runs it all and he's um Mainly, his thing is just, you know, partying and surfing. It's, it's not really working. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's how I remember him. You know, I don't know. I guess he became a uh, big CEO of Occidental Petroleum and, and then the Arm & Hammer Foundation. And he became a born-again Christian at one point with his wife, and his wife, Drew, was the one that had, she was the mother of Army, and they were involved in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with the Oral Roberts University. In fact, um, 
Michael gave a administration building to them in the name of his grandfather, Armand. And Armand Hammer is just really a, a play on words. It means you know, the hammer and sickle. Since Julius Hammer, the, the great-grandfather and great patriarch that came to the United States, founded the American Communist Party. But the biggest magnates, the biggest industrialists, including from my own family, that were around at that time were, um, you know, some of them would have been looked at as communist, even though they were, uh, they had all the money. <laughs> Crony capitalism, I guess, is what you could say we've had over the years with the idea of, you know, controlling the IRS to punish people. There was a point in the United States where taxes were up at 90%. The same in England, they were 90%. And remember, the Beatles were complaining that they were being overtaxed. Yes, the whole point is, you know, even they were not in the club, so to speak. And the whole point of the club is to use confiscatory taxes to punish people that are, that are you know, brilliant. Some beat it, like Elon Musk, but usually they don't until they can graduate into a non-taxable status like uh, Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos. But anyway, from as far as, so, so that happened, it was really focused around Army and his relationships uh, with a couple of women and how they were frightened because he wanted to tie them up and eat their flesh, but he never did any, any of those things. He just said that stuff. So, you know, and I, I can understand if you're doing a cannibal movie, how maybe you could be saying stuff like that. So the point is, is they didn't make their point. And um, now his career is set to be launched again. Uh, you know, a couple of agencies like William Morris uh, Endeavor, they they dropped him and his publicist dropped him. But that's all for show, right? Cancel culture. Because now that he's a big hero, it's like a, it's same thing as Johnny Depp getting rehired for $300 million to do Jack Sparrow. They're going to pay him $300 million. I That's what I heard. I, I, have no, I don't follow them. That just seems insane. You know, if, if that were me, and, it, you know, you got to forgive me for saying this because I love actors. I love, um, you know, one day I might direct again. You know, I'm just right now I've, I've, I need to, uh, I need more energy. But I enjoy putting the thing together and hiring actors and seeing them perform um but if that were me if it was just strictly business and i was um in the positions of power at disney or you know paramount or one of these places or you know chinese sony what i would do is i would go completely digital and scrap the actual real actors i'd make everything animated from now on and but you know make it so good you can't tell and it would just be completely processed and if you want to see live actors go 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 to your 99 seat equity theater it's called the equity theater go to the commie theater and you can watch real actors on the stage but once it gets to that point where they're being paid payouts of 300 million or 20 million or 50 million or 100 million whatever it is as a businessman i would say can we just move that over to animation? Is the animation good enough yet to where we can uh, have the all the actors' likenesses? Make a deal with the actors that you use their likeness; they get a royalty. They can, you know, they can travel around on their yachts and have their parties and everything. But once they're gone, they're gone. 
And then the next generation would be, you know, composites of people we like, like a little bit of, you know, Brad Pitt, a little bit of, you know, this guy, a little bit of that guy, a little Clint Eastwood, a little, you know, kind of a blend for a hero. And then have them, you know, do, you know, basically cartoons. Because I think humanity is ready for now just cartoons all day. They really don't need big feature films that cost in the realm of 200 to 300 to 400 to 500 to a billion dollars to, to make and put out there. You could cut all your costs in half. The actors would scream, you know, the union SAG would scream, but who cares? The profits would go through the roof. Anyway, so another abomination of desolation, right? The whole world is now the abomination of desolation far more than described of by Daniel the prophet. So when you see the abomination of desolation described by Daniel the prophet, you know that it, it you know is 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 leading the way to two couple of things the return of Christ and the end of this world order. And both seem to be competing at a brisk pace, but the abomination of desolation is ever, uh, like I said, Jason Aldean's wife, I forget her name now, I just read, you know, Trish read me the article. Uh, what is her name, Trish? She may not know it. It really doesn't matter. But... She, on her Instagram, said it's immoral to force kids into genital mutilation. To force them. Like forcing vaccines. Forcing them is, I think anyone would agree, the abomination of desolation. You are taking the holy place, the temple of God, which is the human body, which is the future tabernacle of the Most High God, described in the book of Revelation. We are the tabernacle of the Most High God, described many times in the Bible. We are the place, we are the future temple. Not just a temple. We we now are at well, we are a temples now, in the sense that if we have been chosen, then we are the temple. And we've used our free will to accept. Her name is Brittany Aldean. Brittany Aldean. Aldean, Aldean, okay. So she spoke up, you know, and this is a couple that you would not say is MAGA. They're not pro-Trump. They're they're Christians, I think. They were the ones playing at the concert in Vegas when the remember when the when the when the machine gun fire took out about fifty people. Remember that? That was Jason Aldean. Okay, so his wife, and so he's a fairly famous country star. So. His wife said, it's immoral. And we used to say, back 10, 15 years ago, I'm going to have to do a lot of this. We used to say the gentle mutilation the Muslims are doing to women is a terrible, terrible thing. And they do it, and in those days, they do it, they say, to prevent the female from having pleasure in sex. Well, the gentle mutilation going on now with girls is most definitely going to prevent any pleasure in sex. It's going to leave the genital, the, 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 the place where life begins, if you will. I hate to 
the place where you know the most uh, where the contact of opposites begins, where 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 the creation of life begins. To abominate that and turn it into an you know an abomination, useless and good for nothing, so she cannot have children. Which was, you know, the point. So she cannot have children because with popular culture and the abomination of desolation slow moving, the whole idea was to eventually convince women that the worst thing they could be is homemakers and raising children. That they're missing their whole life and their whole careers out there just waiting for them. And that somehow it was a sin to raise children to be a homemaker. Now, isn't that amazing? But that, it went further. Now, general mutilation to make sure there will be no children unless the state says so. And who is doing the abomination of desolation? The state. The deep state and the state. The Satanists who occupy the government. Pretty much all the government. Now, most people cannot get their minds around that. They just don't understand that's what's happened to us. The governments around the world have appointed their own Satanists. Satan runs the world. It's very clear. All of their sciences are tied to Satanism because none of them help people, or most none of them. They are seeking now to destroy the food supply Another abomination of desolation, so people starve to death. That is not of God, and that is not of goodness. That is pure evil. The evil that has been said against all of you listening to this broadcast is so, so violent and so horrific that we can't talk about it because people can't handle it. They're going to spring. Well, the next thing that's going to happen is a terror attack could happen on the 11th. And it will be blamed, you know, on MAGA or Trump or somebody like that to get to give them an excuse to start burning down the cities. They want to make it so that you cannot go out in your city of Seattle or Portland or San Francisco or New York. They want to make it so that the, you know, the criminals will be let out to run the streets and you have to be locked up in your home and guarded 24 hours a day until they have complete control, which they will also use malnourishment to accomplish. Malnourishment comes when you mix bugs in the food supply. The um, enzymes and things in bugs are deleterious to humans and will cause human death and destruction, and that's why humans should not eat bugs, because they are not uh, a source. They were never intended to be used as the primary food source. Another backwardsness, another abomination of desolation with the food, with the eating of bugs, with the diminishing of the of the fuel supply, of, of heating oil, with the idea that Um, Europeans are going to die by the millions this winter. And you're going to see why. Because Europe Europe has a, the EU has a tremendous middle-class population. 
Uh, the same thing is, is, you know, China is taking great, you know, China feels they can't really live until we're all gone. And they can finally take control. Every aspect of government, all governments, have been corrupted. And all have desecrated the holy place. There is no further honesty. All there is is harm to people. Harm to people. Harm to people. Harm to people. They launched the biggest genocidal event in human history with the COVID vaccines. They got caught and they had to back off and now those vaccines are rotting because people fought back. What was the point if everyone complied? To do them in. To harm them or hook them up to AI and make them compliant robots as seen by what grows in people after they have a vaccine. And it's not everybody. Some vaccines are tainted as a kill shot. Some are not. And so this way they can avoid being caught, they thought. Now we, we covered it perfectly from the very beginning. The very, very beginning of this thing, our, the story here at the Zephyr Report and other people I know out there, and we've all been on the same page from day one. We have, you know, and I don't think there's been a day we've been inaccurate. I think maybe there's one area where I have not been so focused, and that is using frequencies to bring on flu like 5G. It seems like when I was in Dallas, I got a 5G flu. Everything in Houston and Dallas and everything in Texas is 5G, Austin, 5G. So, but, so when I look at this explanation of the abomination of desolation, it, um, you know, really means also that the rule of Antichrist is here. You know, that that would be the time before the return of Jesus Christ. It would go abomination of, of, of desolation, full Antichrist mode. The Antichrist, you know, in spirit, occupies the Holy of Holies, the temple. The temple of, you know, and the temple, of course, resides equally in people who have been slated to become the tabernacle of the Most High God. That means you're supposed to be the temple. Not now, but eventually. You know, there's no more need for light. New Jerusalem, okay? Book of Revelation. No more need for light. No more need for electricity. No more need for anything. It's completely self-contained. It's a complete finishing of the work of the great almighty, most high creator, God. Jesus Christ. And that work will come to fruition. So, you know, the, the Antichrist is the man of lawlessness. Okay. The son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship. Starting to sound a little familiar? Takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. 2 Thessalonians 2. 3 through 4. He is the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan with all power and signs. No. Okay, we got you. Okay, good. 
all power and signs and false wonders, and with the deception of wickedness for those uh, who perish because they do not receive the love of the truth, so as to be saved. So in other words, the Antichrist blocks the truth and the whole purpose of it all is to block salvation. So one more time here. The one who's coming in accord with the activity of Satan. With all power and signs and false wonders and with all deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. This is the abomination of desolation. It's coming home, huh? Now suddenly, we've gone beyond Antiochus IV, and we're coming into the spiritual meaning of, and, and perhaps what we need to do is define the temple too, because we always have these sort of doppelganger. The temple, you know, the kingdom is within you. The temple is within you. The truth is within you. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world for those who are saved. But those who are not saved, you know, Jesus is evil. Genital mutilation is good. Castration is a sacrament. Of course, that's only one aspect. So, Jesus was giving the warning about the abomination and desolation to future generations, not just those listening at the time of the Olivet Discourse, not just those, but the entire world. Everywhere in this world, remember I used to say about the gang stalking, I mean, this is, I feel like I'm right on the edge here, like I'm right in this thing, that I was, you know, talking about my experiences of being gang-stalked. Oh, it happened. And it's terrible. Gaslighting, gang-stalking, especially the gaslighting, kept me um, lost and confused and hurt for, 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 for decades. For decades, I was robbed of a normal life. Not that it would have been that great. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean? Now, don't think I missed anything, okay? But um, this this global gang stalking thing, I was familiar with it in 1993, 1998, 1997, when I was 16, when I was 15, when I was 11, when I was 9, when I was 7, when I was 5. On and off. But I kept rejecting it. Because it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. How do they know who I... What, do they follow me? How do they follow me? And you've seen the technology today. They can follow you. All your social media and all your purchases and everything you do. They can use that to follow 
They'd make any kind of case against you they want. You know, where's my tax money? Oh, you spent it over here. You did this, you did that. Well, that's illegal. You can go to jail for that. You know, and, and okay, what do you want me to do? Well, just lie to the grand jury. Uh, abomination, desolation, you know, desecration of the temple. So the temple is us. The temple is a temple, you know, also. But the temple of the, the tabernacle of the Most High God is people. And when that temple is corrupted, i.e., the, the, you know, the abomination of desolation, it's, it's desecrated. What would be a good way to desecrate it? To, to cut the genitals off and leave an abomination that's useless. Um, there's free will to do it, of course. Uh, and what will that cause? It will cause mad su- mass suicide that will then be blamed on people that disagreed with it rather than the perpetrators that Joseph Mengele is who brought it to bear. It will be blamed on people that had nothing to do with it. Except voice, you know, and those who voice any opposition, um, their spouses, in this case, uh, Brittany Aldean making a comment, and her spouse Jason was punished by having his whole career taken away from him. Because she mentioned that it was not good for children to be pressured into, you know, genital mutilation. Which on the face of it, you know it's not good for you, right? Which which the very premise of this abomination of desolation is basically God screwed up. God was not perfect, so I need to jump in as God and change my gender. Because God was wrong. I feel like a girl or a girl. I feel like a boy. And I don't care if I'm only six years old. I need to have this surgery done now because all my friends are getting it. That is, um, I do not believe that God will stand for that. I, I'm actually amazed he's he's been this patient before putting an end. And, of course, they want to trigger God into putting it all to an end. They want God to go ahead and strike everyone down like Sodom and Gomorrah. They have a plan to still beat God after that. So... I would be very aware of, um, you know, terror attacks because they'll all be, if they happen now, it's all false flag. It's pretty much all terror attacks are false flag anyway. I don't think anyone ever believed they were real. They just were afraid of losing their job or being intimidated. Well, yeah, if you don't play along, uh, they'll call you a conspiracy theorist, which of course just means you're on the truth since they're the liars. So when a liar calls you a conspiracy theorist, what is that? That's a liar calling you a conspiracy theorist. So that probably means you're on the truth. It doesn't mean you're in the lie. And if they only can intimidate you if they can get you alone. If you're with a bunch of other people and you know you've done the research, you know you're right, then you're right. Yes, it's a really bad world. But now what we're going into is the kings of terror have returned. And they're ready to set up a series of false flags 
that nobody will be able to to question it's the MAGA people or it's the uh, it's the Republicans. And actually now it's the middle class Democrats who also are in disagreement. Not everybody on the liberal side wants to cut off their boys' penises or their girls' vaginas. They don't want to do that, or their breasts. They don't want to do that. I know that for a fact. They don't want to spend, you know, 120 bucks at the uh, gas pump. They don't want uh, to have so many taxes that they can't at least take that one vacation they've been taking after working real hard. They don't want to see their hard-end money go down the drain or be wasted on Ukraine, which is not even a war, but a money laundering scheme. And we've known that from the beginning. If we learn anything from the Biden family, it's money laundering through Ukraine, an ongoing practice. There's no sense going... I think be, there's plenty of people who've done the scholarship on this who've gone step by step by step to prove that. And they've, and they've overachieved. They've overachieved. Just like when we told you that the, uh, the jab is a killer. Man, we had that info. We knew that was the real bioweapon, not COVID-19. We knew it was the jab that was the bioweapon. It was designed by Nazis. Pfizer! Moderna, J&J, all come from the same, the same background, the same club. Did Klaus Schwab think with his big Nazi voice, his big Nazi swagger, that we wouldn't figure it out, connected not only to Adolf Hitler, but the secret societies like the Tool Society and some of the, the, the Greek mystery religions and beyond that? Did they not think we would tie it all together? To be one global system, one global movement, one global solution called the final solution, the final solution of the Fourth Reich. And I'm just going to keep saying it until people understand. If you do a little bit of research, it will lead to a great deal of information about what what Nazis are. I mean, Nazi stands for like a political party, but before pre-Nazi, uh, where Hitler came from and where they all came from. Uh, it, it's basically a, um, a Luciferianism, but with the idea of apotheosis, with the idea of taking the Masonic idea of apotheosis even further to, to, to beat death, to beat it all through science and a technocracy and a scientific dictatorship where they will be able to ascend to the stars and beyond, leaving this pathetic little damaged and incomplete race of, 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 of a lousy creation of a lousy God where they will go on to be the gods. That has always been the case. And they've always planned on leaving the useless eaters here, i.e. people that were natural birth born and who uh, were just natural humans are not worth it because they are inferior to what Hitler can do, what Mengele can do, what MK Ultra is, 
what Operation Paperclip is, what the CIA is, what the ONI is. What the initiation is all about. Why do they want you to get into a coffin and, you know, masturbate while they pee on you? While they rub excrement in your face? Why do they want you to do that? Because they're going to destroy the individuality of one man and they're going to call upon the universal man as the man that stands superior to God's creation and will go on and replace God. And if any of them heard this today, they would say, where'd you get all that? It goes a little bit further than others. And it's because I had knowledge of it in the beginning. And every passing day, it just goes further to, to why do you think CERN is in Switzerland? You know, I, mean, I, 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 you know I, I, I know it just sounds silly when I started down this path, but I've, it's knowledge I've known for a long time, obviously. And uh, now you're seeing it, you know, more, you know, all you really needed after Biden with his, uh, you know, pedo Hitler speech. Now, Pedophilia and children are the focus of Luciferianism, Satanism, all that. Even the Baphomet uh, statue has kids, two kid, male and female, little boy, little girl there, looking up for, you know, like to their God, Baphomet. Yes, absolutely. Children are absolutely necessary to promote, to eat, to suffer, to kill, to torture. And there's lots of them running around the earth with no parents. So, they're in a feeding frenzy. The reason they say that MAGA is bad, Republicans are bad, et cetera, et cetera, and, and need to be, what they're doing is setting up the pretext for door-to-door, um, it's a door-to-door purge of a class of people that they don't want, i.e. middle-class people that are God-fearing and hardworking. They want to get rid of those right away. So Biden is doing his, Pedo Hitler speech, which don't make no mistake about it, biggest pedophile in the world, biggest demonstrative pedophile in the world, also completely mad, like this Antioch is the fourth. So that's why I brought up Biden this whole thing. I want to make this comparison. That um, I want to make this comparison. Bedelugma, abomination. Anyway, that that goes on. Um, And and it talks about uh, how they they gave this guy the name Epimanes, which means madman or the insane one. And that also reminded me of Biden. Now, that is not the entire story of the abomination of desolation. In the book of Revelations, used to represent immoralities and spiritual uncleanness of the false religious system known as Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, as you recall in Revelation 17, 4 and 5, but also Revelation 18, 
the fall of Babylon. Now, um, it also says to all the, of God's people, come out of her and be separate. For you don't want to be, you know, plagued with the, uh, you know, because of her abominations. You don't want to be hit with the plagues that are due her. So you want to be separate. And of course, Jesus not only separates us, but sanctifies us in his truth, which means he's our protector, our shield against any unfair treatment, ultimately. Right? It's like you are no longer standing on trial. You have been paid for, your contract bought out. And uh, you're under now, you're under the, you know, guys. You're under the, in the church, the ecclesia of Jesus, the flock of Jesus, in which Jesus is, you know, protecting you, caring for you, guiding you, and has agreed to do so, according to John 17, because the Lord has given Jesus, because God has given Jesus these people uh, that Jesus will hand over to God in the sense of all becoming one at one point, because ultimately the Godhead is only one thing. But then again, so are we, only one thing. In the Godhead, we're only one thing, which makes it almost impossible to talk about. So we talk about different divisions of it. In the end, it will just be one thing, though. Um, you know, in, in, it is one thing right now, but, I mean, that's in the spirit that we are connected in that way. And that's a wonderful thing to think about, that you're in Christ. That means you're in the Father, that you're in the Godhead, because Christ is the Godhead. So, therefore, um, you know, you are one as they are one, we are one. Without us, there is no one, because... It takes the Godhead plus Jesus plus us to make that one, to make that connection. Without us, there is no connection. There is no story. There is no John 17. It's over. We are as important. Now, the creation of God is as important as God is in the sense that he created it. He's all shot through it. He's within it. We are one within it. He is one within it. We are one with him. He is one with us. And that is what Jesus did with the shed blood on the cross, made that so. Through our free will and our belief, we have been delivered from abomination to sacredness. We have been delivered from um, a, you know, a, a sure death to eternal life. But in that eternal life, we are not separate from each other or from Jesus or from the Godhead. We are all one in that sense. And um, I'll take that position. By the way, folks, I'll take that position any day. Any day! I'll take that position over being lost and at the behest and the beck and call of Satan. And having satanic parents. And having satanic grandparents and satanic schools. So that they would say, wherever you go, it's going to follow you. Until you finally face it. Well, I face it. Every day. Gladly. And I don't run. Because he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. And it will always be like that. So the worlders, they don't understand it. How can you be out here... You know, making a fool of yourself as if you don't know the dangers. And I said, yes, I know the dangers. 
You can poison my coffee. You can poison my food on the airplane. You can do all, you can do all kinds of things. But God protects me. And would you like to know what's happened to some of the people that had designs against me? Some of them were just moved into other things. They just fell apart. Some aren't even here. I'm not saying that I take any pleasure. But when there's a child of God about to be trounced upon by people, and his faith is firm, and he's just walking in the, in the light of God, unless it's a martyrdom situation, and God wants him around, that kid's going to live. I don't put... I don't put, I'm not going to put my money on the crowd that's trying to bring that kid down. I'm going to put my money on that kid that's innocently walking through. So we fear no man. Yeah, the religious system of old. It's called. The religious system of old. Benson is getting a little pushy. We're having to protect Eli from Eli's an old dog, and he just can't play like a puppy, you know. But. Uh, very happy to have him. He, he knows when to go to bed, when to get up. It's amazing how many things he, he's learned. How to open doors. You gotta teach him to shut the doors. Anyway, so this abomination of desolation. What are you doing with Benson? I'm just trying to get him not to jump up and Staying with this theme here today because many people have talked to me recently and they've said, you know, Zeph, this this whole thing is backwards to a point where they never expected it to go there. And I'd like to take them back 15 years in the Zeph report where we talked about it going there. We talked about it going to everything, everywhere. Everyone. These people that are honchos now were your gang stalkers earlier. They begin with the gang stalking and they move up the ranks. The gang stalking is supernatural. They're connected through this other dimensional force or organization. It's hard to explain, but when they're coming at you one day and then you see the next day and they have no connection to that coming at you thing, those people today that you see are not the same people that yesterday you saw, even though they have the same faces and wore the same outfits. And when you understand the technology is that powerful, that you're basically, you know, that puts you really in a sense it's a loose, the real gang stalker is a hallucination, or if you will, like an apparition. And the people are used, in other words, their identities, their that they're used and they're, it's almost like when you get your treatment of it, 
it's being given outside of time and space. You occupy a different reality for that moment. And this thing is coming at you like a nightmare, like a horror movie or something that's scary. And you're being scared. And, and then the goal is always the same, to prove to you that you have no outlet, you have no job, you have no, no one respects you, no one's going to hire you, everyone's going to turn their back on you so that you will commit suicide because you realize there's no, you have no way to improve, you have no way out, you, you're going to give up and commit suicide. And that's basically what they're trying to say to you, that you could be an accomplished pianist or a singer or a musician or an actor or a scientist or an inventor. It really doesn't matter. What matters is because of your affiliation, even if your invention or your music or your acting or whatever you've created would be a great benefit to many and they would pay lots of money for, we're going to quash it anyway, i.e., you're getting a taste of it now, Cancel culture is the the further development of gang stalking. And those people that are woke, let's say, would be the new batch of gang stalkers, which has gone mainstream. The abomination of desolation has always been the goal. No way out. Remember that. No way out is the point. No matter where you go, what you do, what you see, you have no way out. Every relative... Every friend, every employer, every acquaintance, every, every institution, every service, everyone, but you, is already claimed, is already part of the company town, the cardboard town. They are now owned and operated by that hive. They have no mind of their own, and they have no soul. They're just empty, empty vessels doing what they're programmed to do, which is to come after you to show you that unless you join them, invasion of the body snatchers, that is, you have no way out. No way out. So therefore, just kill yourself because you have no way where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. He that's in me is stronger and greater than he that's in the world. Without Christ, I can do nothing. So with Christ, I can do everything. There is nothing I cannot accomplish. It just has to be in Christ. It has to be in agreement with the Most High God. It should have always been that way. We should have been taught that when we were children. That if God's not in it, it's not going to happen unless you're one of them. If you're one of them, Satan takes care of his own. Yes, you can be a rock star. You can be this. You can be that. He owns all the stages. He owns all the universities. He owns all the labs. He owns all the hotels. He owns all the teams. He owns all the crowds. He owns all the commercials. He owns all the producers, all the directors, you know, the the legislators, the uh, you know, the uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, you know, the attorneys, the the prosecutors, the the uh, state legislatures. He's got them all. Every last one. And he's put his honchos involved. He's put his Soroses out there. He's put his Bill Gateses out there. He's put his Bezoses out there. He's put all these people out there that are his honchos, that are managing it all. 
and they have one thing to say to you. We have blocked all your exits. You have no way out. And inside this situation, you have no way of earning a living and no way of making a name for yourself. Every one of your great works that everyone agrees is excellent, we will personally trash them to make sure that you get nothing and that you're tortured every step of the way, every last breath. You're going to regret that you ever set foot on this earth. And we have the personnel to do it, too. And now you're seeing, of course, when I was ranting back then, I was called completely stark raving insane, wasn't I? Now where are you scoffers? Where are you guys now? Yeah, you're not around. Because some of these people would say, like, I can't name names because it's just so embarrassing. But they, I, I, I can't be seen with you, Z. Well, yeah, you, you might lose a, your pension check or you might get in trouble. It's, and they kind of alluded, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I can't, you know, you're too radioactive. You just, I said, what's wrong with your courage, Matt? You don't recognize your brother? I can't recognize, I can't, you know. Well, what have I done other than preach to Christ and him crucified? What else have I done wrong? Well, you just know too much about everything that's going on, so I've just got to, you know, I want to go back on the radio. I, I get my donations that way. I, I really can't jeopardize my career. What career, brother? I can't jeopardize my career by uh, being seen with you having coffee. But you tell your people that you are a born-again Christian and you tell your people you believe in Jesus Christ and you're looking forward to death because you're going on with Jesus. Is that right? You've told them that. So if you really mean that, no, at this point, I don't give a shit about your stupid coffee. But for your sake, you should repent now because you might be dead in three months. So please repent. You know, if you didn't want to be seen with any one of us, and I don't consider myself so special, so I, you know, I'm sure there are others. So if you don't want to be seen with us, because we are beloved of God, not the world, as you can tell. If we were beloved in the world, we'd have coffee every day, wouldn't we, brother? Shoot, we go to the shooting range to have coffee, go to the bar, look at girls. As long as we don't touch, it's okay. And who knows what else? Sinful activities, maybe. Who knows? All covered by Jesus. I would say if you were afraid to be at the table with anybody having coffee because they were too much of a Christian, you had better either A, have coffee with them now, or you know, B, at the very least, repent for that and don't do it again.
Now, <laughs> I just don't think that that guy ever really knew it was going to get this bad. He never, you know what I mean? So back then, it was like, I can't be seen with you. Now, today, it's like, he would be so marginalized. People like him are hated. They're not going to get a break at all now. That's my point. So now today, the chickens have come home to roost. That guy that wants to make a distinction between my kind of Christian and his kind of Christian, therefore he won't have coffee, uh, that doesn't want to be seen with us, listen, now he's the target. It doesn't matter what kind of Christian he is, just the fact that he is resisting their world order, therefore he's as bad as I am. So, bro, you can have coffee with me anytime, and guess what? I promise you, you won't get in trouble for it. I, uh... I know, I've had people say, if it's the way you say it, Z, I'm going to kill, I should kill myself. I'm like, you're not going to kill yourself. You're gonna, you know that I'm right. Better than me. You know that right is right. Right? You know that, that, that wrong is wrong. You know that when, when, when Peter denied Christ, that was wrong, right? So your example is, I don't want to be, I don't know who he is. He's Jesus. He's your friend, remember? I don't know who he is. And Peter denies him three times. Yeah. Well, when you start picking and choosing who's righteous enough for you, it becomes inverted. In other words, those who qualify for having coffee with me are the righteous. And those who are further out there, they're lunatics. They don't count. I'm saved. Are you saved? I'm saved. What about me? Z, you're a heretic. You're a false prophet. And therefore, I was right all along and you were wrong about separation and about society. Oh, yeah? How so? I think I've had it now. I think I've given the most concise understanding of the abomination of desolation ever. That it's that the the, the Bible has it as a two tiered thing. And yes, it's desecration of the temple, but it's also we are also the temple. We it says we will be the tabernacle of the future, but that also means, you know, when we are holy by Jesus, we are then the tabernacle because time and space don't inter- interact with it. So there is this, we are the tabernacle thing. And so desecrating us, blocking us from salvation, blocking God from his harvest, Blocking, 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 
through desecration of the temple, i.e. through the jab, the abomination of desolation in the jab, complete abomination of the temple, meaning the body, which is why they did that, to prevent God from his harvest, from his final, uh, you know, uh, from his final movement in returning in the flesh. And that's really what's going on. Anyway, so we compare then this, you know, Antioch the Fourth to Biden in a sense, you know, kicking off this whole thing. It's like, you know, what was before happens again. Now, that wasn't the end of everything back then. And I'm not saying this is necessarily the end, but this is certainly the, if they were successful in the abomination of all people or eliminating all people from earth, then I would say at that point, folks, this was the end. This is the end. Certainly this is the end of this system. And certainly this is the end of the, of the age of darkness we've been going through. And certainly there's something on the other side of this. And certainly Joe Biden is a madman and laughed at and scoffed. He was not alone in his setting up his pedo Hitler thing. He's a pedophile Hitlerian. He's a Hitlerian pedophile. He is a a pedo stalker. He stalks children. God knows what he does behind closed doors. I don't even want to know. But yes, I'm sure that you know the FBI has enough stuff on him to put him away forever and ever and ever and everybody in his family. Information's not going to save us, like how corrupt they are. Now we have Army Hammer, who's a, pretty much a failed actor until now, now that he's in the Cannibal Club. Now that he's in the Bi Club and the Cannibal Club, he has suddenly revived his career just like that. And uh, I told people that would happen. think the people that did the documentary are pretty pretty sad now that they did it and the and the response from satan regarding army hammer was immediate satan loves him he's beloved in the kingdom of darkness he's a beloved non-soul and as time goes on perhaps he will become more robotic who knows but they're partying down tonight and you know in venice <laughs> well, yeah they got that kid from Dune was in there, Timothy, a couple others, Italian director. Mm-hmm. And the crowd loved it. I think in the end the crowd would love mass death, cannibalism, every, you know, sexual abomination except for hetero. Remember when I used to say that, folks, that hetero would be made illegal 
Did that confirm it for you now? I could go down the ching, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-chings, but you remember that, right? Because I've been here a long time. Listen, I used to say they're not going to be happy till they outlaw heterosexuality. I told you they were going to do that. Then we hear the teachers going and saying, we will not tolerate heteronormative teaching anymore. It's done nationwide. Nationwide, it's been done. It has nothing to do with sex or tolerance or acceptance or any of that shit. It has everything, everything to do with geopolitics. The contest is not between crazy Joe Biden, the pedo Hitler, and God. It's between Joe Biden and his people and the average people of the world that he wants to do harm to. It's about the middle class. It's about the people that Joe Biden said he was for just a few years ago. And now he says he's against them all. That is people that are Americans. Anyway, that's all I can say about it. I, I've, I've, um, I just wondered if it would be like if we started preaching from the other side. Like, you have to get a mutilation. You have to cut your genitals off. You must castrate yourself, and they can make your fillet your penis into a bunch of different. Uh, angles to form a vagina out of it you must um shoot do you think they know that they're nazis but they're really playing do you think they think they're patriots and that the real the fascists are the middle class or republicans or do you think they really think that or are they just saying that if they think that then they're stupider than we than we even imagine well, not much I can do now. Darn it. I, well, I see a lot of you in the chat room. 244 comments while you were going at it in there. Frankie's in there. Frankie! Good to see you. Yes. Frankie is a classic. He is the classic nonconformist. He won't conform to anything. No matter. And yet he keeps rolling along. He keeps rolling along. Good for you, Frankie. That means you're a hero. Um, yeah, nonconformity is is really. You remember, noncompliance became the most important thing to thwart this COVID shot. Remember that. Well, noncompliance, civil disobedience, is going to be key here. Because when they launch the terror attack, the next one. And they go to blame, and then they want to sweep up. They want, they've got concentration camps ready to go. For you know, most of the people, though, they won't feed. Now, Biden's giving away all the money of the United States to Ukraine, but that just means it's going through there to be laundered and then into his buddy's pockets, China, you know, his friends. 
eh, I don't, you know, I nobody can stop him. He just takes money and puts it there and digs a hole for the American people they can never get out of. He's the most evil. He might as well have just taken, you know, a line of, of expectant mothers and just stabbed them in the womb and just walked up and down stabbing and stabbing and stabbing, ripped the babies out and, and eating them, eating, bitten their heads off and eat their hearts. He might as well. He's gone that far. Now he's Adolf Hitler. And I know why he did Hitler. Because when we say Hitler, we, we look foolish. But I don't think so anymore. All right, everybody. Beloved, let's close with a prayer. Lord, I just pray that you protect. Open the eyes of everybody who hears this podcast so they don't just reject it, Lord. Please have them not reject this one, Lord, because there won't be another one coming. Not quite like this. Please, Lord, let them hear the truth about the situation we're all in. Let them understand that they have to make a choice. Let them understand what free will is. Let them understand what the message is coming from you, Lord. Lord, let their eyes be open and let them awaken so fast that the bad guys can't catch you. So fast that nobody can put a lid on it. Yes. Let your will be done. Lord, please return to earth. Kick these people out and rule with a rod of iron, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well. <laughs> I don't think that's going to apply. Well, that's the, uh, I see what that is. Well, let's go on this one. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please. Non-compliance, but, you know, non-violence. Don't let them have an excuse that one of you started any of this. We are to be blameless before them. You know what I mean? We follow the laws. We pay our taxes. We don't like it, but we're, we're, we're humbling ourselves and we're, we're following along. We are not violent people. We don't, we get mad and envision you know, kill them all and all that, and I'm sure we've all said that, but that's wrong. We kill no one. God wants all to come to him, you know, everyone to wake up, and so they need to have that chance, and I'll see you next time. God bless you. In the name of the Most High, I certainly hope you're doing well. Many people don't realize there's such a thing as a cardboard town.